Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. It's going. It's going. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Tag Talk. My name is Kylie. This is Haley. And our names aren't up. I do this every week. Every week. Hold on. Second hold week on. in a row. I know. There we, there go. we go. Now our names are up. Um, we have a big episode of Tag Talk this week because a lot has happened. We had AW Full Gear. We had the return of the Elite. We had Being the Elite. So, yeah, did something big happen? <laughs> I don't know. Did, did something happen? We're just going to give it a few minutes and let some people trickle in because we went live a little bit early because we were sitting here having a good chat about the elite and we wanted you guys to join us in that chat. So, thank you so much for joining us. I'm wearing my AEW beanie, my full gear shirt because I don't know if you can tell, I'm not at my house. I am still in a hotel room. So we're doing Tag Talk Travel Edition, Tag Talk on the Road. Haley also has a new setting. Haley, what are you doing yeah, over there? This is, I, I don't know. It's just, it's a new room. I thought, I figured I've upgraded from my bedroom floor. <laughs> really, my Christmas tree is in the way. And I wanted to start filming in this little, like, office space. So we're upgrading, you know. And I got my Buck shirt on because I thought it was appropriate. I was going to wear my all-out shirt, but I thought we would be clashing. So I was like, let me not do that. <laughs> I wore my all-out shirt to uh, full gear because it had the elite on it. I thought it was special. Caden um, is here. Hi, Caden. Also, I'm on hotel Wi-Fi, so if something happens and I just I just dip out, then you guys get Haley for a little bit. Yay! Everybody's gonna. Uh, if, if, if there's lag, if there's issues, oh. I can't help it. I'm in a hotel, so I'm very sorry. But, but all that sure. being said. Yeah, Caden did watch me cry, and that's a good segue into this. Should we, okay, should we start with the Elite? Should we, yeah, I think we should. Okay, so AW Full Gear was Saturday. The Elite, of course, returned. They were challenging for the trio's title, challenging Death Triangle, which has since been announced that it's going to be a best of seven, which we'll get into because I'm super stoked about it. Um, and the Elite came out to carry on my wayward son, which... Listen, on being the elite, they said it was kind of like a last minute thing. Like they hadn't gotten approval until the night before, which was I thought was super interesting. Um, but listen, I was there and they the little what you, like little little speech thing came up. The little Titantron I was like, okay. It was okay. very natural font as well. I noticed it like, was. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't click for me until after, after like after the sound came. But carry on my wayward son hit. I was I was crying before, and then I started crying more, and I cried the entire match. Um, so that was my experience. Haley, <laughs> 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 what did what did you think of this new entrance? I loved it. I wasn't sure, like with them coming back, because if you don't know, if you're not a fan of Supernatural, carry on wayward son is so synonymous with Supernatural and Sam and Dean Winchester. And I was like, are we gonna get like Sam and Dean vibes? Is it gonna be the same elite that we're used to? 
I loved it. I loved their look. It gave me very much like Cass and his angels vibes. <laughs> I was all for it. Um, uh, we have a super chat from Chris, aka our adopted dad. He said, wait, I thought you were dead for marking out. Uh, I was pretty dead. People were texting me and uh, tweeting me throughout the entire match. And uh, I didn't respond to anyone. So sorry if I worried you guys. But I was literally sobbing. And I was trying so hard to stop. And I had our good friends from Elite POV were behind me. And then next to me was Caden on From Five Overbooked and the media section. So, like, I'm sitting here and I'm sobbing my eyes out looking like an absolute geek. But it's okay because, um, you know what, I had a good time and that's all that matters. Um, I also just want to point out that I we kind of manifested this. Um, just saying. We literally talked I, about it last week. <laughs> we, we had, Haley and I, and I don't, I don't even remember if we were live when we talked about this. We had a full, like, in-depth thing where we were discussing how the elite would fit into characters from supernatural oh we talked so, on screen oh we did no we did when i was on screen well you know what that was a blessing for you guys i mean i thought it was off screen but sometimes the lines it's probably, okay. it probably like bled into one another you know that's perfectly fine but i think kenny omega is in the best shape he's been since probably 2018 Looks dominion so he looks so good. And I think the the Young Bucks really, really showed up in this match. I, I'll admit, I was a little nervous when the match first got announced. Because I was scared that, like, I don't know, the fans were going to be mad at, at the Elite. No, I, I, I didn't know how they would be received. But you know what? The fans were fully Team Elite. <laughs> and I was even surprised on, uh, like, the Go Home Dynamite, too. Like, when they announced that the Elite were going to be at full gear. Like, the crowd popped and i was like oh interesting um but i know you brought it up too um about chicago the chicago crowd and how the perception towards the elite you know it's gonna be really it's gonna be really interesting because i'm scared as much as chicago is like cm punk's hometown his home base whatever a lot of those people were mad about what had happened at all out so I don't know. I'm going to be super interested to see because I think I think this version of the Elite has the potential to be like a nice little bookend in their career because Haley and I, we talk about it all the time, but uh, I do think that this is like probably the last solid trios run we'll get from the Elite. So I'm really curious. And also now it's a best of seven. So I'm not sure how you top this match from All Out. Well, let's talk about the match from All Out. Because I think it's a nice segue. Just a reminder, if you guys want your question, your statement, your feelings read on air, make sure to submit a super chat. And we will read every single super chat, just like always. Um, but back to All Out. All Out. Yeah. Back to all out. We're done with All Out. No more All Out. No more. We are moving on. We are at full gear. Um I thought this match was really, really, really great. And I didn't expect it to be bad. So I should, my standards were very high. I thought uh, every time the elite went into like one of their classic spots or their classic uh, moves, I cried harder because I was <laughs> like, we finally, like, we still get to have this. We still get to have this. Um, but I was thoroughly impressed with the match, even though I had high standards to begin with. But I want to, Haley, you were not there. 
you were watching from home. So I want to know your thoughts. Your thoughts maybe are a little less biased than mine. Not much, I don't think. Um, <laughs> I love this match. Uh, I loved all the little callbacks that we got from like uh, Pax encounters with Kenny and the Lucha Bros encounters with the Bucks. I, I love when they like put these little like nuanced details in their matches. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. And, you know, they haven't wrestled in two months. Um, you know, yeah. Kenny had only been back three weeks so I wasn't really sure what it was gonna look like but to be honest like they wrestled like they've taken no time off like they looked great no I definitely agree and I think the dynamic between death triangle and the elite I I was surprised that the elite didn't win this one I really expected them to but then again you know they're setting up the best of seven which I fully understand now I was like when it happened I was like okay I'm disappointed but I'm gonna like I'm gonna let it play out I'm gonna let it play out and I did and we got the best of seven but I really um like you said I like the callbacks to their old matches their singles and tag team matches and I think we're gonna see more of that through the best of seven I just don't know how like each match from one match to the other is gonna build but you know I fully trust you know these teams to do it uh but I'm curious at the end of the best of seven Haley who do you think wins the series I really do think so I think I I, like, I really wanted them to win at full gear, but I was like, you know, we need to establish Death Triangle as trio champs. Um, and, like, you know, you don't want to look like they were just, like, filler until the Elite come back. Um, but I would like to see them be trio champs at the end of it, or at some point, at least, but hopefully at the end of this. Yeah, and... Not to get, like, too far off the elite track, but we also have full gear, like, the House of Black had a really, really cool little uh, vignette that I thought was super interesting. So, you know, the, the House of Black, they didn't show up in person at full gear, like I think a lot of us had expected. Um, but they were there in spirit, and it does really feel like they're kind of lurking. Like, and now I think they're just kind of silently observing all this stuff as it plays out. So... I'm not sure how I think the House of Black fits into this yet, but I think the Elite were definitely put on notice by Death Triangle. And I love that AW doesn't do a lot of series like this, at least explicit, like, best of series. Uh, they're usually in, like, long-term storytelling mode. But this best of seven is happening in the next few weeks. Like, it's going to be very fast. And I am so excited for that. I really would like to see – because I think when you do it like that, you get a lot more – um like anxiety about it. Like there's a lot more urgency for everyone involved. So I'm super stoked. I love a good best of seven. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. I just I not that I think they're like one trick ponies. I don't. But I'm interested to see how they elevate every match because I feel like people say it all the time. When you watch one young bucks match, you've seen them all. Um mm-hmm. so I'm curious to see what they kind of pull out of their arsenal. Um I don't know. I'm excited. Yeah. We also, BTE was back this week, which I was so excited about. I didn't get to watch it when it was uploaded because I am still on vacation, as you can see. But I watched it when I got back to my hotel. 
And there's a lot of little interesting little nuggets in here. So one of the things that I thought was super, it was sad, but also I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> was at the at the end, uh, the Young Bucks are talking about, they don't say anything explicitly about CM Punk or Brawl Out or anything like that, but they say that it's been like the worst two and a half months of their lives and that they also were nervous to return and that they were anxious about it and afraid. So I don't know. I don't think we'll ever get a full report about the investigation, but the fact that the young bucks were like anxious about it and that it was like a stressful time for them. I, and I don't know all the details of what happened, but a lot of people are really starting to say that it could be a bigger possibility now that CM Punk comes back because it was, it doesn't seem like it was as, black and white or you know as clear as maybe it had been made out to be so but then again i'm like (laughs) i don't know i don't know if cm punk would be welcomed back i think as time passes hopefully i mean right now at least between like aw and punk and the elite i think things are kind of at least like semi um you know whatever um but you know and punk uh is doing a lot of stuff with the ufc and cutting jokes about wrestling and his career and stuff so that looks promising um mm-hmm. but yeah, the crowd reception I'm, I'm nervous about obviously we got the you know fcm punk chance which oof, we're on bte yeah and on mm-hmm. bte the cut in with the music the shade the pettiness thank you brandon cutler um <laughs> Yeah, so basically, and then they were playing a song that was basically like, I'm tired of fake people. That was basically the message of the song. And the music fades out. It's FC and Punk, FC and Punk, and then we get back to the music. Um, And a lot, this I didn't know that until this afternoon that this caused a lot of tension on wrestling Twitter. Oh, yeah. People were very mad about it. They were like, well, they're just proving CM Punk's point that they're childish, they're annoying, whatever. and I mean, it could just be the elite being petty because I think the elite have proven that they're very comfortable being petty. But also it could be just like, if CM Punk is coming back to AW, it could just be like a little uh, a little bit of storytelling there for an eventual like feud between CM Punk and the elite. I'm not sure. Um, but BTE this week was a lot of fun. You, you know, the Young Bucks were shooting new um, promos, or promo like pictures and things for Rampage, which... Did it look like Rampage? No, it was giving me like very eighties vibes, like the like the yeah. ones. I was like, oh, this is interesting. I like this. Are we getting like a reinvention with Rampage? And like the white reminded me of like the what was it the Hot Topic shoot that they did when they all wore white. Yeah, it, that it was giving me like Backstreet Boys vibes. <laughs> so like I don't know then if Rampage is getting a revamp or if this is just like a cool little thing for like a commercial or something. But you could also see Mox getting new pictures yeah. behind them point so i don't know i guess everybody's just getting new pictures but i don't know it was cool to see the young bucks like we didn't get a lot of kenny omega which i was sad about but anyway um it was cool to see oh go ahead sorry i was just gonna say it was cool to see um the young bucks like back in the groove like as a full-time talent i don't know i thought that i don't know i guess it didn't seem real to me until bte (laughs) yeah um i love that it was they we kind of got like callbacks to like the old blogs i love when they say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. They do like just blog style, like casual type of content. Um, they just looked in such great spirits. They look so happy. Um, I'm happy to have them back. I know Kylie's happy to have them back. We're all happy to have the elite back. Just a good time, you know? Yeah. And I don't know if I said, but I also think the elite are going to win the best of seven. And I think that they're going to go on to wrestle house of black, maybe for revolution or something like that. Um, yeah, that's what I thought too. I think that's definitely the angle. It's weird how the dark order like fits into that. Cause dark order was also on BTE. Um, not sure where we're going with that. I don't know. I'm not sure where hangman stands, but regardless, the match at full gear was really, really good. And Kenny Omega does look like he's, wrestling in a way the way he used to the way he used to wrestle in new japan not as and it seems silly to say it but not as safe as he's wrestled in aew um so i'm super into that and i think this whole carry on my wayward son thing i don't know there's like a lot of artistry there so i'm super happy about it i agree so let should we talk about the rest of full gear because Mm -hmm. full gear I thought, at least, was a fantastic show. I really, really liked this show. Yeah, I haven't been super engaged with an AEW pay-per-view since, honestly, Forbidden Door. Um, I thought that was really, like, at the time, their best pay-per-view that they've done this year. Um, All Out, I don't know, it just kind of got soured for me. But this, they had a chance to kind of redeem themselves and make fresh stories and just start new. And I think that they really did that. A lot of like the OG uh, AW talent got well-deserved wins here. You know, we saw the pillar showcase, the women's matches were incredible. Um, so I'm just, I'm, I'm really happy. Uh, but yeah, we did get some tag action outside of the trios. Yes. And I just want to say it really, to me, it felt like this pay-per-view fixed a lot of the issues that were created from All Out. And it did feel like the start of a new era with MJF and Jamie Hayter and the acclaimed retaining. And uh, just, I just thought it was great top to bottom. I was really into every match. And so let's talk about the acclaimed. I mentioned the acclaimed. Let's talk about the acclaimed. Uh, This match, I thought it was a good match. Um, I think every match with the acclaimed and Swerve in Our Glory is going to be good. But, of course, the big story coming out of this match is the breakup of Swerve in Our Glory. Yeah. So, the acclaimed, they didn't have Daddy Ass, which was sad, but expected. Expected. But maybe Daddy Ass will come back at some point. I hope he does. But uh, it was a decent match. I thought both teams did great. There was nothing really that stood out to me as, like, absolute stellar work. But I think... Keith Lee sort of getting mad at Swerve and walking off and just standing at the ramp and watching Swerve lose. That was interesting because when I envisioned Swerve and Our Glory breaking up to me, I always thought that Swerve would attack Lee or would cause Lee to lose or like something along those lines. But Lee just walking off. That's really interesting. 
I felt the same. Uh, I thought kind of the circumstances surrounding it too, like how it was done was really interesting. Uh, I don't know. I'm excited to see where they go with this breakup and what's going to happen. And I hope that 2023, right? This is 2022. 2023. (laughs) I like don't know what year it is anymore. Um, But I hope next year is a breakout year for Swerve, for sure. I hope so. I think Swerve is so talented. And I think AW has a lot of young, happy-go-lucky baby faces who would do really well in uh, a program with Swerve who's like this dastardly heel. So I'm really excited about that. I think the acclaimed are going to probably go to FTR and like have a good feud there. Um, But being like, well, like watching the acclaimed in this match, they're still as over as they were at all out. So I don't know when the acclaimed train is stopping. I don't know what, I don't know, but AW needs to capitalize on it. AW really needs to capitalize on it. And I think they are going to, at least from this match, it seems like they're going to. Um, and so I'm that like thinking about the claims in FTR. Now I'm torn because you're a big FTR fan too. I am. I and FTR not being on this pay per view is kind of a slap in the face. But anyway, uh, I think the, I don't. Oh, Ryan with the super chat. No, oh, no. Ryan says. Oh, there is a joke. Okay. 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 He says, can't watch live, but wanted to send my support via dad joke. Why don't eggs tell jokes? They'd crack each other up. Love that. Thank you, Ryan. So good. (laughs) They're always the best Um, of the episodes. They really are. And you know what? I'm, I'm not... I don't mind it. It's a nice little breakup. But back to FTR and the acclaimed. I think acclaimed should come out on top. And maybe that's controversial. Maybe I'm going to get, like, so hated for that. But I don't know. Looking at this pay-per-view, looking at, like, the hype of MJF winning and the hype of Jamie Hayter winning, I really do think that AW fans want, like, this new generation, this new, like, fresh blood. And not that FTR isn't – like good or fans don't like them or whatever, but I don't know. I think, I think it would make people sour on FTR. And how do I word this? Oh, okay. I'm trying to be like sensitive because I don't know how this is going to come across when I say it, but like, I don't think that FTR necessarily like needs it. Like I would love to see them as tag champions, Mm -hmm. but you know, like I feel like the acclaimed needs to, solidify themselves more than FTR if that makes sense in a way no I definitely I see what you mean like FTR can take the loss is what you mean yeah yeah no I totally get what you mean and I think for FTR it's almost really weird for them in AW it's not like I don't think the titles are like the biggest thing they can do I think the biggest thing they can do is winning you know overall against the Young Bucks like winning that rubber match uh which I don't know if, when it's happening, if it's happening, because now we got them in trios, locked in in trios for, like, six more matches. Um, oh, but... Kenny and Osprey in the middle of that, so... Oh, you know. oh my, we didn't even talk about Kenny and Osprey. We really want to. Oh, well, I mean, let's go... I guess we're going back to the Elite, guys. Let's backtrack. <laughs> rewind. Sorry, guys. Uh, 
it all and a surprise, it also uh got announced that Kenny Omega's wrestling Will Ospreay at Wrestle Kingdom, which is super exciting because I think that's a feud that's been building for a long time. But it's even more exciting because I love to see uh New Japan. I don't want to say their relationship with Kenny is fixed, but like having a civil relationship with Kenny Omega, I think is really heartwarming considering how terribly, terribly like that relationship fell apart. But uh, I think the match will be really good. And I hope that we never see Will Ospreay in AW again. Yes. Back to FTR. Um, <laughs> um, and I don't know like what FTR would have done on this pay-per-view because they weren't wrestling the acclaimed, their thing with Wardlow is basically done. Um, I don't know. You could have like had them wrestle the ass boys or something. I don't really know. But it would have been nice to see FTR here. Uh, but regardless, they're going to wrestle the acclaimed. They're going to have a cool little feud. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. And then they're going to get their Young Bucks match. And like I said, I think that's like the crowning achievement for FTR and and AW, which is weird because AW titles do mean a lot, but I think beating the young bucks, like that's, that's the biggest thing FTR can do. So let's see. Do, can we talk about Jamie Hader? Like, of course. Jamie, can we talk about Jamie Hader on our tag team wrestling show? Oh, that's so fair. That's so fair. I, Listen, when we were on Warren's show, Mr. Warren Hayes, you should go watch me and Haley on his show. Haley and I talked about how AEW needs to rebuild goodwill with the fans and really like this pay-per-view needed to be about fan service. And I think it was. And I think the Jamie Hader win is like the biggest example of fan service that AEW has had in a long time because Jamie Hader really did come out of nowhere and it was all organic. It was all like, the fans are making Jamie Hader get over. So it was, and then Jamie Hader won. It's an interim title, but Jamie Hader won. I I hate the interim thing so much. Um, mm-hmm. I really wish that Tony's run would have been like solidified as an actual title run because yeah. I think that um, she's had one of the best uh, women's title runs in AW so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't agree with all the people online um, bashing Thunder Rosa. She got injured. Mm-hmm. That's not her fault. Um, yeah. But I do think I love Jamie as champion. I don't love the interim title, especially on her. I want that to get wiped as soon as possible. No, I definitely agree. I think I think the interim thing is cool if it's going to be like a short-term thing and like you have an end date in sight. Um, But like with the Thunder Rosa thing, she's like injured and there's been no updates really on when she's coming back, when she'll be able to like have the unification match. So I'm, which I'm worried about. I'm worried about Thunder Rosa, but it's like at this point, like you have to strip her of the title and it sucks, but it's like you've now have had two women win their first world title AEW and they're both interim. So it's, it's just really meaningless. Yeah. And it's, I don't know. And I don't know what Tony Khan knows about Thunder Rose's injury that maybe we don't, maybe she is coming back soon. I don't know, but I will say it was very weird and I liked it, but I, it was weird that Britt Baker came out and she took off her jacket and she had the Jamie Hader shirt on and now like all is good and all is well. 
Um, it's like, I think Britt Baker's playing the snake in the grass. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and I know we've both talked about it that, and I specifically wondered if like, this was going to be like Britt turning on Jamie at this pay-per-view. We didn't see that, but I think the seeds are being planted. Um, I think it's only inevitable that we're going to see them in a title match down the line. I mean, you kind of have to do that, right? I hope so. I, I mean, I hope that's where AW is going because um, I don't want to feel robbed of Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker. Um, of course, Britt Baker in the Soraya thing, she lost, which I don't agree with either, but it is what it is. Uh, but her being sort of jealous and like chasing Jamie Hayter, that would be interesting. But it's kind of weird because Britt Baker was getting cheered so heavily uh, in her feud with Soraya. So I don't really know. Um, But regardless, I think the best thing Tony Khan can do for the women's division, which is on an upswing, like a lot of crazy stuff is going on. We have Athena knocking out Aubrey Edwards, the referee, which has never happened. AW is so stringent about those types of things. So like clearly there's now a backstage investment in – the AW women's division, the way that fans are invested in it. When we have like Jade and Bow Wow, this whole situation, I, I love that. I love that we're bringing back like old school, like wrestling kind of thing. I just, I love it. Just seeing her just go out in public and just terrorize Bow Wow. <laughs> I listen, Bow Wow brought it on himself. Bow Wow, Bow Wow, he okay. was being a jerk on social media. He did it to himself and now he gets to pay. And Jade Cargill will beat his ass. Team Jade. I'm Team Jade. I'm always Team Jade. She knows this. Forever. Always and forever Team Jade. Uh, But, like, speaking of Jade, and I don't want this to become, like, women's wrestling talk, but she's, what, 42 or 43 and 0, somewhere around there. And we're rapidly approaching the magical 50 and 0 mark. But, like... There's no, like, clear end. There's no, like... (laughs) There's no like, like, um, like, there's no free agents that really, I mean, there's one free agent that really sticks out as a possible opponent, but I know, I don't want this to be like rumor talk. Um, but I don't know, I don't know where we go with Jade. Maybe it's Bow Wow. (laughs) Maybe Bow Wow wins the TBS title. I mean, it was pretty clear before Krista uh, got injured that like she was, you know, going to be the one, Mm -hmm. but. You know, sending love to Chris. Maybe, maybe, maybe she'll be back for 50 and 0. Maybe they'll really stretch out Jade's last few matches before 50, and it can be Chris Stat. Maybe, I, I don't know. That. I would love to see Chris Stat as champion. Me too. I don't know where she stands with her injury and like her rehab and everything, but maybe, maybe that's what they're holding out for. I don't know. Maybe that's why Jade hasn't been doing a whole lot. Um, anyway, the women's division's in a really good place. I think there's lots of stars that are really making themselves uh, big players in AEW. And I'm so, so happy about that. I think the women's division still has work to do. I think that's, you know, fair to say. But I like to see all, like, the supposed green, like, trainee wrestlers really having great matches on full gear. I loved that. And I feel like as far as, like, the division's fair, like, there's more of, like, an older type of generation on the male roster than the female roster so yeah we're definitely going to have them a lot like the heavy hitters in the women's division they're a lot longer than we are with the men um so i'm excited to see it grow 
there's a lot of potential and a lot of opportunity. I 100% agree. So we had some other tag matches on Full Gear, which uh, none of them really. Okay, they stood out to me for different reasons. But on the right, let's start on the, <laughs> the reasons though. <laughs> on okay, on the zero hour, which is what it's now called, not the buy-in, whatever. Uh, best friends versus the factory, but like the big highlight of this is Danhausen. Yeah, so Dan I love Danhausen. Dan yeah, in AEW though, he's been kind of the goofy little like yeah. emo friend of best friends. He's just kind of been lurking around. Hookhausen that happened for a minute, and I thought that was really cool. But I don't know where we stand with Hookhausen now. I would like to see Hook like save Danhausen from his evilness, yeah. but that that's what I would book Tony Khan if you're watching. Um, but that was the big story out of this, and I. I got to say, I'm a little upset that Best Friends, as in the trio of Trent, Chuck, and Orange Cassidy, has kind of, like, been forgotten as a trio's contender. Um, That kind of made me mad. I'm not going to lie. Poor Rocky. I know. <laughs> With um, OC as the All-Atlantic champion, I feel like just putting some titles on uh, – the rest of best friends like drip them in gold why not why haven't we done why it not? why what are we holding it was a little, for? yeah it was a little funny to see um orange cassidy talking to jake hager i love that jake hager's thing now is not that he's like this tough mma guy it's like he's a big dumb idiot and everyone knows he's a big dumb idiot except for jake hager because that's real life and it's really like limbo vibes but like yeah, art imitates reality, and that's where we're at. Um, but as far as best friends versus a factory, I think the factory, I don't know what our, its purpose is now because it was like the anti Cody squad, and now Cody's not there. So now it's just kind of like a group of like guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I would like to do their name like the group of guys, the, <laughs> the guys who just like wrestle on dark and job to everyone. Uh, which sucks because I think they're all talented. Yeah. Uh, I think QT being the most over of them all is a little problematic because it's QT Marshall. But I will say best friends did great in this match, and I'm excited for Evil Danhausen. Uh, I don't know where they're going to go with him. Like, if he's going to turn on best friends, if he's going to turn on Hook, if he's – I don't know what he's going to do. But I'm into it. I think Danhausen is Evil Danhausen. Um I like to see AEW investing, especially like the last month or two, really investing in character changes for wrestlers and like embracing the creativity of it all. And I like that Danhausen now isn't just going to be a geek that like follows best friends around and like runs around and curses people. So I'm excited about that. Me too. I I've been following Danhausen for a long time. And he's a great wrestler and it kind of frustrates me a bit that we haven't seen more of what he's capable of. So I hope that mm-hmm. this kind of new direction for him, we can see that on TV more. Yeah. Just a reminder, guys, if you want your question or your comment or your thingy read on air, submit a super chat and we'll read every single super chat. Um, we're just talking about full gear, just having a good time in case you just joined where it's real casual. I'm in a hotel. My Wi-Fi sucks. I'm sorry. It's anyway. really not that bad. Like, is it? No, it's pretty smooth. I'm wow. Mind. Oh, we got a super chat. Uh, Graham says Danhausen is the Tooth Fairy. Print money. The teeth. 
I was surprised at how many AW fans knew about like the teeth and like mm-hmm. the dark side of Van Housen gimmick, like all the things that go into that. But they did. The crowd was so into the teeth. My favorite part of Dan Housen is the teeth. Like you can't have Dan Housen without the teeth. I'm so happy we're kind of getting that back. And I was, I was super into it because AW does a lot of blood and they yeah. do a lot of like stuff. scary stuff, but. As far as the teeth, I didn't know if AW fans would think it was, like, hokey yeah. or, like, uh, out of place or, like, Britt Baker-ish. But I don't know. They were into it, and I'm into it. So, shout-out to Danhausen. Reinvent yourself. Listen, you know, you know what? Now I want a team-up between Britt and Danhausen. What would they be called? Hmm. That's a good question. I don't know. What would you call them? Um, Dr. Teeth. Um, DM Danhausen? DM Danhausen. Dan <laughs> Perfect. Maybe? Perfect. It fits. <laughs> it fits. Oh, oh, okay. People, Top Teeth, Teethhausen. Teethhausen. Chat. Good, good ideas. Uh, I think we can make it happen. I think we break up Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. And then <laughs> she chases Danhausen. Or we could do a story. Danhausen has the teeth because he stole them from Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Listen. I think it'd be good. It'd be good television. It would. Tony? <laughs> well, we can really can no longer be trusted to do shows at night. Um, <laughs> we have the worst ideas. I think if we had a wrestling promotion... We would have a good fan base. I think our, we we attract a lot of people. We do with our weird ideas. Uh, another weird idea: Darby Allen and Sting versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. What a weird idea this match was! What a weird little thing that they just put in on this show. Um, I mentioned last week that I thought Darby Allen was in need of a character refresh, kind of like Danhausen, just something like to spice him up because I think fans are getting a little bored of him and like this thing thing. And we didn't get that. It's he's still Darby. I'm willing to die for anything, but also I'm the ultimate good guy who does no wrong ever in my whole entire life. And here's my dad's thing. And he's the same way. And we're wrestling Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, who are bad guys and do all the bad things. And nobody likes them, not because they're good bad guys, but because they're wickedly annoying. Um, so, listen, before this match, I went to get a Gatorade because my blood sugar was low. Wait. And I came back and, I wished, and I wished I hadn't come back. Huh? You left in the middle of I a did. match? How could you do that? Um, you know what? Man, there there were no women in the ring, so I feel like it was okay. Okay, yeah, we only leave when the women are in the ring. Yes. Um, but I don't know. I'm like, I well, I don't like Jay Lethal. First of all, let's get that out of the way. I think Jay Lethal is inarguably one of the worst things in AW. <laughs> Sorry if you guys like Jay Lethal. I am not into anything he's doing. Um, Jeff Jarrett was cool. I liked the guitar spot where he hits Darby with the guitar uh, really hard. I thought that was cool. The, yeah, the guitar shattered into like a million pieces. So that was really cool to see. Um, I don't know. I just can't get over the fact that I think Darby needs like 
He needs a lifeline here, and Tony Khan's not giving poor Darby a lifeline. I don't know. I don't know. I, not to bring this back to MJF too much, but I guess it kind of pertains. But there's, um, like, a really good opportunity here to help elevate some of the pillars, you know, mm-hmm. especially with all the history that they have together. I mean, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, I think Darby could use that too. Um, so I definitely think that we should see them in the world title picture soon. But how do we get there with Darby? I don't know. And it's like, I think Ricky Starks and Ethan Page, I think they're like the next big breakout stars in AW. I think they're really positioned for that. I think Tony Khan sort of takes it at a a given that people are going to be excited to see Darby, that they're going to accept Darby no matter what, which isn't the truth. It's like every show I go to, Darby's pop gets quieter and quieter, Um, which sucks because Darby's, you know, this like AWOG, like, Fans have been with him for a long time, so on and so forth. Um, but I don't know. I just – and then we also have, like, Sammy and Chris Jericho having a little bit of beef now, which even Sammy Guevara is getting, like, a little bit of a little bit of assistance here from TK. But Darby's just out there on his own, like, trying to make it work. And I don't know. I don't know, guys. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just, like, souring on Darby personally and trying to speak for the whole AW fan base. But – I really do think that this match could have gone in a lot, but it was a good match. Like it wasn't bad. I don't think any match on the show was bad, but I think AW should have really used this as an opportunity for Darby to do something super special. I agree. Okay. Well, you have a lot of thoughts on Darby then. Who cares as much about Darby? I don't know. No, I care Uh, about Darby, and I agree with everything you say. I don't have anything to add. I think we both uh, feel the same. That's completely fair. Um, There were a lot of other really great matches on this show. Mm -hmm. Just top to bottom, I thought it was fantastic. I don't think there was any match. I'm looking at the card. I don't think there was any match that I think was bad. I think Warlow versus Mojo versus Hobbs had like this most surprising ending Samojo winning the TNT title. I don't know where they go with that from yeah. here. Um, I thought it was a little weird, but I like, I thought about it. I thought it was a nice surprise. Like it's nice yeah. to have a little bit of um, unpredictability, unpredictability on an AW show. So I'll accept it as long as Hobbs wins eventually. Yes. But you know, we did, I mean, we got the return of the Elite, obviously, but we didn't get any, like, big debuts or, like, any other returns or anything. So mm-hmm. I feel like having Joe win and, like, that shocking moment was kind of, you know, pertinent. I 100% agree. Other than that, there were no, like, really big shocking results uh, on this show. But we're coming up on, you know, 45 minutes. Let's... Let's finish on the elite because I think I feel like we talked a lot about the elite at the beginning of the show, but since then a lot of people have joined and maybe they missed our elite talk. So, and also I need to know more Haley about uh, sort of your thoughts, not on carry on my wayward son, because we all know you love supernatural. And I wrote a uh, whole piece about it. Y'all can go read that. <laughs> oh, well, is it linked on your Twitter? Oh, we'll, we'll do it in the plugs. We'll do it in the plugs. Um, I need to know more about your thoughts sort of on the match because the elite, um, not the elite, 
the Young Bucks and Lucha Bros have history and they have this dynamic. And there was like, um, I guess it was a meme. Like it got memed to death. But this sort of segment in the match where the Elite and the Lucha Bros are countering each other so uh, intimately because they know each other so well. So in your in your mind, how exactly do the Elite overcome this? like over the next six matches of the series, because it's like, and the same thing with Pac and Kenny too, I guess they know each other so well and you can't really have a best of seven where it's just like, just guys who just know everything that's going to happen. And like in as a, our resident young bucks stand, our young bucks, what's the word? Like aficionado. <laughs> um, what do you think? No, I agree. I definitely think it's going to be the toughest hill to climb for the Bucks. I can't even count on my hands how many, because I have not enough fingers, um, how many matches that they've had with the Lucha Bros. Uh, so many iconic matches in AEW history, and I mm-hmm. do think that we're going to see um, at least one of them uh, become probably like a top AEW match, a Dynamite match. Um, so I'm excited to see that, but yeah, I don't know. A lot of people were talking about the, you know, spot and, and I don't know. There was a lot of discourse online about it and I just, I don't know. I thought it was fun. I, I love the Lucha Bros, um, and I love the Bucks, so I don't care Mm -hmm. what you guys have to say. I don't. Whoa! Enjoy it anyway. And I, I missed. A lot of hate. I got a lot of hate online, and I don't care. I get so much hate online for my love of Kenny Omega. I posted that I had Your cried. CM Punk. Could my hatred of CM Punk, Punk that is completely imaginary because people don't seem to understand that I love CM Punk. You guys, <laughs> at all out <laughs> when everything happened, we were sitting in the airport together, and we were so upset. <laughs> We love we love CM Punk and we love the Elite, so. So, I don't know why this has happened to me, but for whatever reason, I seem to have become a target of CM Punk bullies who bully me because I hate CM Punk and love Kenny Omega. <laughs> um, but the reality of the situation is, guys, I love CM Punk. And so, like, <laughs> calling me these names. And you know what? Here, here's my moment. Calling me names because I hate CM Punk makes you look dumb and calling me names because I cried over Kenny Omega also makes you look dumb. Um, so, and it'll get you blocked on Twitter. So, I mean, you can be mean to me if you want. Like, I don't know why CM Punk fans have decided that I'm like their, uh, your number one their, enemy. <laughs> their, uh, why am I public enemy? Number one? I don't know. Um, uh, but the amount of DMS I get every day that are like, mean to me about CM Punk is staggering considering I don't hate CM Punk. Um, so I don't know guys, I don't know like why <laughs> I don't want to harp on it too much, but I would love to see CM Punk back in AW and I'd love to see him wrestle Kenny Omega. That's the truth. That's, That's the reality. Of the That's a money match. And you know what? It would get my money. Um, go to whatever show. <laughs> you put listen, it on- I would, I'm going, I don't care where it is. It could be, I'll, I'll fly anywhere. I'll fly anywhere. I'll, I have a credit card. I'll put it to good use. Period. But I think the elite. I don't know. I know the elite are petty, and I know they like to do these things. Petty king. But there's 
But the way that CM Punk is kind of still being mentioned and referenced in AW does make me think that CM Punk. No, does it see it makes me think that AW is leaving the door open for a CM Punk return. Maybe in case things are smoothed over, maybe things are smoothed over. I don't know. Um, but I thought BTE was really interesting. I liked seeing the Dark Order on BTE, as always. I like seeing the Dark Order be relevant. Uh, and I don't know where we go from here. Uh, presuming the Elite win the best of seven, they become trio champions, they face House of Black. And then I'm presuming they break up as trios. I don't know. But Full Gear really, like, as overall as a pay-per-view, I think it really, one, fixed the issues after All Out and, like, a lot of the issues we had on TV. And I also think it really opens up a lot of new storylines, like story pathways in, in the tag division, in the women's division, in the singles division, in ROH, and all these places in AEW. And it finally feels like we're back to AEW. And I don't think it's a coincidence that we feel that way when the Elite return. That's my closing thought, I guess. Yeah, I, I love that it feels like old AEW again. Like, you know, yeah. all of these new people have come into the company, but I feel like we're finally starting to get back to the roots of AEW and what AEW is about and what the fans want. And Tony's always been good about listening to the fans, so. Yeah, I... And I think AW's, you know, new communication structure is finally paying off. Like, all the people that got promoted and everything. So, I'm really excited for 2023 for AW. Uh, please don't send me unsolicited DMs about Will Ospreay. Um, or any unsolicited DMs, period. Don't send me any unsolicited DMs. And I don't know what it is. Haley doesn't get these DMs. It's just it's me. my DMs are turned off. <laughs> so are mine. My- and my replies are limited, so I don't see anything from anyone ever. <laughs> well, I don't see any replies, but then what happens is I have really good friends who let me know that these replies are there. And I love you guys for that um, because I do like to fight on Twitter. I think I think that's like – that's just – I think everyone knows that. But the DMs go on like my message requests, and I check them because sometimes people who are important end up in there. And I need to know what they're saying. But it's all—it's always like, you're. I, I don't want to harp on it. But anyway, I thought Full Gear was a 5 out of 5 show. I really, really liked the show. I really, really liked the shock and awe of it. I liked the spectacle of it. Um, I think this is AW at AW's best. And I don't know. It's I'm trying to think, like, thinking back to Revolution and Double or Nothing of this year. Because um, I think we can all agree, all out sucked. Um <laughs> By AW standards and excluding Brawl Out. Uh, I think this might be AW's best show of the year if we take out Forbidden Door, if we look at just the big four. I so know. I really liked the show. I hope you, everyone watching really liked this show. Haley, where can the people find you? Okay. Oh, get ready because it's going to be a long one today. Um, you guys can follow me on Twitter uh, Haley, at HaleyAnn underscore. Um, people are talking about Hive Social. I, I don't know. I may or may not join that. I don't know. But you guys can follow me on Twitter to find out if I move, when I make the move, whatever. Um, you guys can also check out my Substack. I talked about it a little bit earlier. I just published a piece about um, the elite using Carry On, My Wayward Son. I'm a big Supernatural fan. Obviously, we've talked about it endlessly. Um, but you can subscribe to that. It's called Wrestling News. It's linked on my Twitter. Uh, also, I never plug myself but i'm going to 
because I want you guys to go and support uh, other people in the LGBTQ plus community. Um, the QWI awards, uh, the official ballot just went live today and I am nominated for um, journalist slash uh, writer of the year. Um, I'm in very good company. I love everybody that is uh, nominated with me. Uh, a lot of good wrestlers and uh, refs and just personalities in the scene. So definitely go vote in that and check that out. Yes, you guys definitely should because I think it's important that we have an inclusive wrestling community, especially online because my God. But you can find me on Twitter at Fuller underscore Kylie. I post everything I'm doing there. I have a hive. Uh, it's at Kylie Fuller. I have 76 followers. That makes me hive royalty at this point because hive is, I don't know, wrestling Twitter is like all there is on hive. It's the weirdest thing in the world. But I'm on hive. If Twitter, something happens to Twitter or if Elon kills my Twitter because I'm getting in a lot of Twitter trouble recently. You can find me on Hive, I guess. I guess that's where you can find me. Stop trying to follow me on Instagram because you're not. It's not going to happen. Um, you can see us normally. We're at, uh, Tech Talk is at 3 p.m. on Fightful Overbooked on Mondays, but like I said, I'm here and not in my house, so it couldn't happen then. But we made it work. Um, so normally 3 p.m. Fightful Overbooked. You can also see us. I'm trying to remember all the plugs. My brain is fried. So many. Uh, at Romanticize Wrestling. Uh, me, Haley, our friend Kyle, maybe some other people in the future talking all about stories and wrestling, cool things in wrestling, X, Y, Z. Follow that on Twitter at Romantic Wrestle. If you're watching this after we go live, like this video, comment below. Let us know your thoughts. Because even if you're not watching live, I still care what you think. And I want to know. And we still read um, the comments. So. We still read the comments. Uh, just don't comment anything mean. That's just my fair warning no to you. <laughs> None. Stop it. And also, to stop, stop. If you're misogynistic, why are you watching our show? Yeah, why are you watching two women talk about wrestling then? <laughs> Go away. Your your comments just get deleted. <laughs> with your time. We think it's funny, but yeah, they do get deleted. They do. So anyway, um, Subscribe to Fightful Overbooked. Go watch all the content on there. Fightful Overbooked is putting out a lot of great content, and there's a lot of great people here. So go check all of that out because I think Fightful Overbooked is maybe I'm biased, but my favorite thing in wrestling media. Uh, Mike from Indeed says, So happy I finally got to watch a live episode. Y'all, Epin Rule. Thank you for coming to watch a live episode. I thought, like, when we changed it to seven, I was like, oh, so many more people are going to be off work and they're going to be able to come for the first time. So I'm glad that was the case. And thank you. Right we Raw, too. Yeah, right before Raw. I'm trying to wrap this up before Raw so y'all can go enjoy that magic show. Um, <laughs> um, that was so mean. I'm so sorry. I'm not a WWE hater either, by the way. I don't know how I got that label. I'm just, Twitter just doesn't like me. And I think it's because of Elon. Regardless, um, thank you guys so much for watching. If you're watching this after the fact, go interact with us on Twitter and on um, Hive because we, I want to know what you, I want to know what you guys are doing. I want to know what you're thinking. Um, I did all the plugs, Fightful Overbooked, Miranda Size, me, yes. Tag Talk, it will be next week at 3 p.m. on Fightful Overbook. Same time as always. 
we'll probably talk about WWE on that show. So if you're into WWE, uh, we'll have some WWE there for you. <laughs> so, oh, and AW, but WWE. So see you guys next week. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 